Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Rabbi Peretz podcast. Starting this Friday night, it's going to be Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah means the head of the year. So that means that this holiday is not just the head of the holiday itself, or that it function as New Year's, but that is the head of something larger than itself. Just like the head is not just for its own facilities, but it is the central nervous system for the whole entire body, same to Rosh Hashanah functions as the spiritual central nervous system for all the blessings that will come in the year ahead. So we have two elements here. One element is that Rosh Hashanah is the beginning of basically a three-week festival. We have the 48 hours of Rosh Hashanah, culminating on the 10th day from this Friday night to Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur then leads a few days later to the holiday of Sukkot, and from there, Simchat Torah. Each and every holiday has a theme and a depth, because holidays are about the past and about the future and how we learn to celebrate them in the present. So by being able to connect the past, present, and future in this moment, we are able to unleash something within ourselves and that link and chain in the human experience. So Rosh Hashanah is really the beginning of the year, the beginning of the holiday season, and also the beginning as an opportunity for us to reconnect what the human experience is all about. So in order to facilitate this journey, I decided to do a podcast for the first night Rosh Hashanah and for daytime Rosh Hashanah. We will then do a podcast for Yom Kippur, for Sukkot, and Simchat Torah, Bezrat Hashem. So follow along in the source material. You'll be able to see where I'm taking the books from, the prayer books, other ideas from, as well as links to follow along and create an atmosphere in your own home to celebrate the holidays to the best of your ability. So thanks for joining in. If you have any questions about the holiday experience at all, feel free to email me at word at rabbiparrots.com. Otherwise, please enjoy, grab a notepad, grab a pen, and create both a list of meditations and guidance, as well as a list of food to have festive, beautiful meals together with you or whoever you can with you around you. So enjoy. This podcast is presented by Rabbi Parrots Munchkin, speaking to the Welcome to night one of Rosh Hashanah. We begin with prayer. Prayer is a journey to the core. It is a mix of meditations, mantras, but ultimately it is about core exploration. As we begin the 48 hours of Rosh Hashanah, we attempt to lift ourselves to the highest space that we can bring our independence so that we can think about our ability to impact the world around us. It is Friday night. Friday night is when we think about the week that was and the week that is coming in front of us. Friday night is a time of intimacy. Intimacy is where we submerge ourselves within purpose, meaning, and love, where we are able to produce something beautiful from the exclusivity of coming together with the ultimate depth of creator and creation. Our intimacy in our life is merely a mirror to the greater intimacy of divine creation. What an appropriate way to start off Rosh Hashanah on a Friday night, because Friday night is also the time of human experience, 
whereas the weekday is about external realities, Shabbat is about internal self-worth. The human being is caught right in between the external realities of having to deal with consumption and living off energy from the world around us and literally having to work so we can consume energy, to Shabbat, which is not about producing energy, but about thinking about our own meaning and purpose and existence and celebrating life and having gratitude. So these are the two moments that come together every Shabbat. They certainly come together for Rosh Hashanah. The last year may have been somewhat difficult, but in context, we have to figure out what parts of us grew or what parts of us have been calling out for growth. That is the message of Rosh Hashanah. You see, Rosh Hashanah is the day we celebrate the human being being created. Creation itself already happened. Rosh Hashanah is when we celebrate the human being being created. Thus, it is called Rosh, the head. The human being within their head has something different than all of creation, and that is free choice. We have the ability to not just have freedom, but free choice to be something beyond our limitations and our nature. We can think beyond the possible. We can imagine and bring into being the manifestations of dreams that only seem to be out of our reach. So the human experience is wondrous, and it is worth thinking about tonight on Rosh Hashanah. What does it mean to be a human being? What does it mean to have things like intimacy, which are not just about procreation, but about pure oneness within another being, thus allowing us to understand oneness within another concept like God or divinity? But let's put that on hold for the moment. You see, as we try to have these core explorations within prayer and the meditative forms, we must understand that this is about bringing it into ourselves. We are drawing in these lofty concepts into the space that we're holding tonight. The blessings and prayers of Rosh Hashanah begin with something called a Baruchu. Baruchu is known as Baruchu Es Hashem HaMavorach, and the congregation answers, Baruch Hashem HaMavorach Leolam Ba'ed. This line is emphasized by its first word, Baruch. Baruch means to bless. To bless is to draw in, is to bring in. That's why people bow down during the barhu or blessings, not because they are bowing down in submission. Bowing down is a form of bending the knees, of drawing energy to ourselves. Think about how much we take in when we breathe. There is difficult air outside right now with the fires. We don't breathe in just the oxygen we want. We are also breathing in harmful things. A blessing means that I want to breathe in just what I need. Blessing for health means I want to draw in only that which can be absorbed within myself. Tonight we begin services with a barhu, drawing in what we need. Think deeply about what you'd like to bring in. What is your intention for the best version of yourself? What is the intention for intimacy? What is your intention for using your free choice in a way that you can meet up with a life that is full of purpose and meaning and intertwined with creation. That's how we begin the prayer at the beginning of Rosh Hashanah. We continue after that to the most important prayer in Jewish tradition, the Shema Yisrael. Look up the Shema Yisrael, read its beautiful words. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. When we say the Shema Yisrael, we think about the concept of internalization, being able to internalize concepts, 
There are two ways to confront reality. You can see things or you can listen to them. Of course, we have other senses as well. But what dominate our features as human beings is the confrontation of sight, seeing it, knowing it to be, but not necessarily knowing all of its parts. Hearing something requires more depth, internalization. To be able to totally understand the concept takes time and effort. Shema Yisrael, we say it every morning and every evening. We don't call to our lower self. Yisrael means we call to our higher self. Where have I been holding? Imagine you are having an internal dialogue about the most sophisticated things you're capable of thinking about. The Shema Yisrael keeps picking up on that conversation. The biggest thing you could think about is, is there a creator and what is the creator? Well, have that conversation. And each time you say the Shema, you think about it and pick up where you left off. At the highest level of Shema is Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. It is all about God is our God, God is one. God is one means that within everything in this world, there is oneness. Within yourself, within creation, everything has oneness. Oneness is the ability for things to interconnect with one another. Being able to believe in God is not really, I believe something exists that I can't prove. Believing in God means trusting in the oneness of all of creation, in the synchronicity of the force of life. And when we think about that, we think about not that there is a creation, but that we have this independent free choice within the construct of divine energy that manifests as a creation. It's a deep thing to think about because at the core of Jewish life was the reason why we are so steadfast to being Jewish and at the tip of many people's tongues as they died for the sake of being Jewish, they said the Shema Yisrael, is because sacrificing for the idea that there is a one energy within everything that binds us all. And we could never get away from that because if we do, there is no humanity left. There is merely a system of animals and survival of the fittest is at the heart of why this prayer became the most important prayer in Jewish tradition. Think about it tonight, the first night of Rosh Hashanah. Think about the Shema Yisrael and begin an internal dialogue with yourself. Commit to saying these words every night before you go to sleep. Have it on your bedside. Where was I holding yesterday? How deep was I able to go before I fell off into slumber? Was I able to tap to my inner oneness? These are the types of things that make Jewish people interesting as far as what they can share with their friends and the world around them. When you meet somebody and they say, are you Jewish? You should be able to answer, yes, it means to me that there is oneness within everything, not that it means matzo ball soup. This is quite an incredible place to get to. This is deeply what Shema Yisrael is all about. Let's take a deep breath in. Take in the oneness that you have, that breath, that oxygen that gives vitality to the world. And exhale the difficulties of feeling that oneness. The next prayer after Shema is Baruch Shem. Baruch Shem means to draw in the name, draw in the relationship we have to the oneness. It's where we make this a personal experience, that this is not just oneness as it relates to philosophy, but it is personal. It's something I draw into myself all the time. It's what I live off of. The next prayer after that is Ve'ahavta. Learn to take that in love with it. It is a prayer that inspires love. When you find oneness and connection to everything in the world, the more you meditate on it, the more love will grow within you. 
because that is the nature of oneness and connection. It is love. When you meditate on your connection to somebody, eventually you will learn to see the commonality and what binds you, not what separates you. And that is the calling of the Shema Yisrael, ultimately to bring it to your family, to your community, and to the world around you. Bring the sense of oneness and interconnectedness so that we could bring love and intimacy to creation. This is the harmony we're trying to achieve on Rosh Hashanah, and this is the harmony that Shema Yisrael is so deeply after. Now you can also realize why it's so important for Jews to say this prayer every morning and every night, and it is in our mezuzah scrolls and in our tefillin and on the lips when we sing to our children. It's because this prayer represents the harmony and the possibility within all of creation. The next prayer said on Friday night is known as the Micha Mocha. Micha Mocha sounds a little like this. Micha Mocha Mashem. Mi chamocha neder bakodesh That song is quite interesting to me because it's sung in all synagogues, Orthodox to Reform, which means there's something transcendent about it. Anytime you hear a song that you see throughout different denominations, you recognize that there aren't different denominations. There's a unified form. And lo and behold, the Mi Mocha was used by the Maccabees, Maccabee is an acronym for Mi Chamocha Ba'elim Adonai. The Maccabee was a call to unity, a call to being one with one another. Noticing that we're not in a congregation this year allows us to appreciate the unity that we have, knowing that our brothers and sisters all around the globe are saying the same prayers that we are, are connecting to these, these ideas together, is such an incredible experience to think about at this point. The last prayer before we have the Amida is known as Sukkot Shalom, about the Tabernacle of Peace. The mystics tell us that this is all about feminine energy. Being able to tap into feminine energy both as man and woman is very important because feminine energy represents the nurturing of life, the ability to create a vessel and nurture life so deeply that it could now produce life as well. Feminine energy represents all of creation. And the highest mitzvah and ritual we have for this light is to light the candles for Friday night and Shabbat night. And later on in the podcast, we will do the blessings over the candles together before dinner. We then get ready for the Amida. The Amida's opening line is, Lord, open up my lips so my mouth shall declare your praises. We are both recognizing that we did not write these words but we are also recognizing that we are a vehicle for so much that happens around us. Yes, we try to take control of our life and control of our free choice, but so much is something that we've caught from others and taken in from others. So much of what we carry has come from generations before us. These words themselves we did not write. We are merely using as a vehicle for something deeper. Learn to see life as sometimes something you take charge of and sometimes being the vehicle and conduit for something beyond you. And you will always see yourself as somebody who's able to be a giver and contribute to the world around you. Then we rise. Stand up for the Amida. Standing is the default human position. It isn't sitting or being on fours that make us human, but standing up with our feet on the ground, but our eyes being able to look to the sky. Being beyond animal is what the standing position is all about. Hence the Amida to stand up, to go really deep within ourself, and to think how beyond 
animal can I get? How beyond survival of the fittest can I define myself? The further you get, the closer you get to the divine. This is an incredible form of prayer. I'm going to summarize the prayer in bullet points so you can get an idea of this journey to the core of self that we are trying to accomplish. Barhu was about drawing in your reality in the moment, the Rosh Hashanah. The Shema was internalizing these moments, making them real with you, something that you would fight for. The Baruch Shem is about making it personal, part of your day-to-day experience in life, something anchored into yourself. The Ve'ahavta was about love leads to good deeds. Being able to create an atmosphere of connection creates love. From there we went to Micha Mocha, which was all about unity and our interconnectedness in this process. And to Shukat Shalom, which is once we've done the above, we can now see the harmony and peace as it flows through feminine light. Then we stood up for the Amida, where we became a vehicle for something beyond us. And then as we stand in default human position, recognizing that we are beyond animal, but are a higher elevated being that must connect to nature as an elevated being, and thus our responsibility in being partners to creation. And that is the theme of Rosh Hashanah, recognizing the partnership and the power we possess. God didn't create us just so that we can be here. He created us so we can partner with him in creating harmony and unity. The world is our home, and the world was created before us, because when you create a home, you begin with the end in mind. You think what you need at the end, and then you build up to support that. We are the end game, the last of the evolution. It is us human beings that need to recognize our power as partners with God in creating a world of harmony and goodness. This energy is something that we infuse into the next psalm, Right after this, we say a psalm titled, To David a Psalm. Very often, these Tehillim that David wrote is all about a song to David. Something external happened to David, and then he wrote about it. But once in a while, you have a psalm that's to David. He found himself, his inner voice, and thus what flowed from him was new poetry and new light. That's why we read this tonight. It's because we are looking for this ability to find our voice, to find our inner David, our inner self, our inner nobility, our inner dignity, and from us should flow something noble and beautiful. We finish off the service with the Elenu. The Elenu is about not having fear in bringing our ideas to the world, but the belief and faith, and most importantly, word, trust, that when we bring our ideas to the world, we will help harmonize it and interconnect it. The reality is, It's tough to be a Jew when you feel like you're going to be misunderstood and you see anti-Semitism and you're focusing on the negative. It's quite difficult. But the highest level we could be at is to create a place to let in godliness and love. And when you let that in, you become a vehicle for it. If you're looking for deep relationships in your life, if you're looking for growth, if you want more, you have to create a space for it to come in and for it to be with you. Wish somebody tonight, Shana Tova. We end the service with Shana Tova and Umesuka. Have a happy and sweet new year. The reason we say sweet is not insignificant. If I said have a great year, have a tubular, awesome, fantastic, hella good, totally cray, amazing year, it still would not be as good as have a sweet year. 
It's because good is subjective. Sometimes you don't even notice when something is good for you till much later. But sweet, sweet is noticeably good. It is revealed goodness. We wish you to have a sweet new year so that you can live within the revelation that the things that are happening to you are good and are sophisticated enough to include your hopes and dreams and your purpose and the meaning in life. Happy Rosh Hashanah means developing a sense of connection to who you are in the past so that your present can be uplifted and can be empowered to affect the world in a positive way. There's a place I go to when no one knows me It's not lonely, it's a necessary thing It's a place I made up, find out what I made up The nights I stayed up, counting stars and fighting sleep Better wash over me, ready to lose my feet Take me to the place where one reveals life's mystery Steady on down the line Lose every sense of time Take it all in and wake up that small part of me Day to day I'm blind to see And find how far to go Everybody got their reason Everybody got their way We just catching and releasing What builds up throughout the day It gets into your body It flows right through your blood We can tell each other secrets And remember how to love There's a place I'm going No one knows me I breathe real slowly, let it out and let